In this episode, we're talking about how you can use social media as a form of prospecting. So if you've been wanting to dominate the social media landscape, build a cult following and learn how you can use social media as a prospecting tool, then today's episode is most certainly for you. Today, I'm interviewing social media queen, Stevie Dillon from Stevie Says Social. and welcome to episode 14 of the Build Your Best Life video podcast series. I'm your host, Sherry Storer. I'm a sales coach and hardworking real estate agent. Now it's my mantra to build your best life and I'm doing exactly this. And throughout this podcast series, you'll learn how you can grow your GCI, your revenue and your profit by implementing proven sales systems and structures. You'll also learn how you can grow and build your own EBU team and agencies and how you can truly harness your real estate career to provide you with the wealth and the freedom that you've always dreamt of. So if this is the life that you want to live, I seriously suggest that you subscribe to this podcast series so that you're notified every Tuesday when the episodes go live. Now, in addition to working exclusively with a number of agents and agencies, I also run a number of different programs, one of which is the Build Your Best Life Coaching Program. Now, this comes with a sales manual, which is also then backed up by a series of webinars and live coaching forums. Now, in the sales manual, it comes with a, on a quarterly basis, but in, on top of that, it has quarterly systems, monthly systems, weekly systems, um, daily systems, and it really is all about revolutionizing how you work. Now, this is a program I've been working since 2012. It's a program that my agents have been working since 2017 with huge results. In fact, it's going to revolutionize your career. So look, if you missed out on quarter two, you can pre-register for quarter three now, and I suggest you go and do so. But look, if you want to have an understanding of what these templates are that are included in the system, as part of this podcast series, I'm giving away a freebie. And woohoo, we all love a bit of a freebie. So this is essentially an Excel spreadsheet that calculates exactly how many goals and what your targets are for the next quarter. So once you've set your GCI, it will then determine how many properties you need to list how many properties you need to sell, and how many listing presentations you need to do. And this will calculate it and work it out specifically for you because we are all different as real estate agents. But all the hard work's done for you, which is the part that I love the most. So look, if you want this, this freebie, if you want this template, head to sherrystorer.com forward slash level up to download your copy and you can start goal setting today. Now, this podcast simply would not be possible without the superstar support of List Ready. So by now, I'm sure you've already heard about them because I have been talking a lot about this company. It's a business that I'm hugely passionate about. It is really making a difference for a lot of real estate agents out there. But if you want more info, go and check out their website, list-ready.com.au. So let's get into today's episode and it is a big one. It is one that I talk about all the time and we are talking all about social media and because it has totally changed how we live as a society but also how we do business. So you need to get on board and today's guest is a seriously remarkable person who has really made such a difference for so many different business owners. I'm talking, of course, about social media queen, Stevie Dillon. Now, Stevie is an ex-lawyer and she has now turned a social media marketer. We have actually worked together in our businesses and I have seen her work with other business owners to not only lift their social media game, but to also increase their profit and their revenue. 
She has a number of digital marketing um, programs and she has her own podcast, which has been downloaded more than 200,000 times. She has been crowned one of the top 150 most influential female founders, thanks to Scrunch. And she lives on the beach on the sunny Gold Coast with her bubba Jimmy and her fiance, Julian. Stevie, welcome to the Build Your Best Life podcast. Hello. <laughs> I am so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. I guess I'm super pumped because you have been pushing me to do this podcast for okay. a number of years now. And I am finally doing it. So thank you so much for pushing me and for encouraging me and um, for being my cheerleader. I know I'm certainly yours. No, so. <laughs> I'm so excited and I feel really honoured to be the first guest yes. that you're interviewing oh, as well. Me too, because we, basically what that means is that I'm with the pro. Thanks, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually started our businesses about the same time, two and a half years ago. And we worked together for the first 12 months in our businesses together where you were doing my social media. But essentially, I have loved seeing this kind of metaphoric kind of rise that you have had, you know, and watching your business journey and your social media domination. It's been nothing short of remarkable. And I was looking online and I'm sure by the time this podcast goes to air, it's going to be even even larger. But you've now got this huge following of 15.6 million followers. <laughs> 15.6, so 15,500. Oh, I wish it was a million because I would be probably bigger than Joe Rogan at this point. I would take that. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, 15.6 is huge. And I remember when you your major goal was actually just to get to 5,000. Oh, totally. And I now you've tripled it. was actually to get to 1,000. So, and, and just for the guys that are kind of like, I'm growing so slow, what's going on? It took mm. me a year to get to 1,000. So... You know, quality over quantity, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all grown from there. Well, we most certainly will um, we'll get to that. But I think, you know, today you really focus on your courses and you have so many students that are signing up to be a part of it. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, um, you know, in the podcast. But, you know, opening your business, this was a very careful and a very measured uh, approach. And, and now one that you probably look back on and think, why didn't I do it sooner, right? Oh, 100%. And mm. honestly, Sherry, like we obviously worked together for a few years and I worked in corporate. So mm. that's when I kind of met you first up. And that's I right. had always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something more with my life. And I never hated my job. Like mm. I always liked my job and I had worked really hard. So I think you mentioned I used to be a solicitor. So yeah. <laughs> I was a solicitor for years, changed careers into marketing and then had to like literally go from the bottom up from there. So mm. complete career change. And then I kind of just had in my mind, I kind of want to do more with my life, but I don't really know what it is. What is it going to be? <laughs> I did that for a few years before I ever even kind of thought about potentially at social media. And then from there, it was still a couple of years before I decided to start the business. Yeah. But I, I remember you were super nervous actually about starting oh, your business. Like So nervous. And for me, I guess I just have never kind of even myself, I just have this burning desire. I'd be nervous about not starting. So it yeah. was really interesting for me to watch someone who I thought was so remarkable, so incredibly capable, oh, feeling you. so nervous about this. Yeah. And I think this is actually something that I have learned to understand a lot more of, particularly mm. over the last few years, because I think, you know, a lot of people who are out there who are thinking, okay, I'm a co-agent and I want to, you know, take the plunge and become an agent or I'm an agent and I want to go and start my own business. What would your advice be to them? Oh my gosh. So with the benefit of hindsight, I would say just do it because I think that actually taking the plunge and doing it is the biggest lesson in personal development you will ever undertake. <laughs> and you can take all 
of the courses in the world <laughs> and it's not until you actually just go, okay, I'm going to do it and mm. then you kind of go through the school of, you know, learning by doing. Yeah. Um, but when you're in that position, it's the hardest thing ever because you have the comfort of, you know, potentially a salary, mm. things are good enough. Yeah. And what I always say is that, until the pain of staying put gets harder than the pain of actually kind of starting, you'll never do anything. So I would say just do it. And I would say do it before you get so over it that you're forced to take the leap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that's actually really great advice. The pain of basically staying put yep. instead of the pain of actually moving forward. Totally. I, I yeah. love that. So I think, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about how you actually got started. So what was it that finally gave you the push? Because obviously you'd been planning for this for some point. Mm. So your initial goal you mentioned was to get 1,000 followers. Yeah. And was it always your plan to sort of create courses and, and so forth? So I'll give you like this short version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but basically I had decided one weekend, I do not know whatever prompted me to do this, but I was working obviously in corporate and I was the digital marketing manager. And for I was a real estate agency too, right? For a real estate yep. agency, yep, in Brisbane. Um, and I had basically like, I was learning a whole heap of new things. And so I decided one weekend to write this 3,000 word blog article, basically going through an element of social media that I had learnt. And so I stayed home all weekend, wrote this blog article. My partner was like, you are the biggest geek I have ever met in my entire <laughs> life, which I agree with. And it went really well. So mm. I put it in a few Facebook groups. People were like, great, we're learning you know, something from this girl. So started doing it every weekend. And so I'd have one come out every single week. And from there, I started to build a bit of a following. And so I got to the point, so this was in January, 2018, I got to August, 2018, and I went to Europe. And so when I was in Europe, like sitting on a beach, basically just drinking limoncello in Positano <laughs> in the sun, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Do I actually want to leave corporate? I'm starting to get like a little bit of traction from the blog. People mm. were starting to say, you know, I'd love you to manage my social media. What are your services? I was like, I don't have any services. <laughs> and so I literally from having that month long break, and I think like it was a pattern interrupt, you know, yeah. like you go from your day to day life, you go from doing all of the same thing that you've done every day to actually go going somewhere else and mm. thinking about what it is you want to do. Yeah. And so it was literally from there that I came back and I was like, okay, so what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that it doesn't work out and I go back to the exact same job that I'm in yeah. or to another similar job. Yeah. Okay, I'll just give it a go. And oh. so I literally, but <laughs> so it sounds so simple, but I literally was like, okay, so I'm going to resign. And I was very well organized. So I literally got to the point where I had fully booked myself out before I had decided to do it. Um, you were one of my first clients. I was. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my resignation letter ready to go and I was going in to see my boss and he's a really nice guy, but I was like Googling, how do I resign and still Stop stay it. on good terms? <laughs> <laughs> literally the second before his secretary like called me in. Um, and he was obviously understanding and it all worked out fine. Yeah. And literally by the end of that year, um, I had taken the plunge and done it. So <laughs> that's the short version of the story. And so that was November 2018. Oh. Yeah. And that was a really life-changing trip for you too because you got engaged, if I remember, on that I trip. I got engaged yeah. on that trip, yes. <laughs> <laughs> on a rooftop overlooking 
Santorini, oh, which is stop. pretty much the most romantic thing in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very beautiful. So I think, you know, going back to this this goal of the 1,000 followers and then the 5,000 followers, and yeah. now you're at, you know, 15.6 thousand followers, um, you know, let's not sugarcoat it and let's not, you know, um, come and copy it. Like, don't spare us the details. Just tell us honestly, how did you do this? How did I do it? Yeah. Do I sum it up in one sentence? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I was literally going to sum it up in one sentence, it is don't sell on social media, don't be too promotional mm. and simply add value. Mm. That would be like the short the version of the version. story. Yeah. And that can be really kind of overwhelming when you're kind of, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you're on there because you want to sell properties and you yeah. want to sell your, yourself. Basically, yeah. you want people to list with you. And so you immediately go to, okay, so how can I basically put this property up so that the right people see it and how can I promote myself and say you know come and you know call me for an appraisal yeah every single real estate agent does that that's right it's no different there's no point no. of difference and yeah. so nobody's going to engage with yeah. it and so if they don't engage with it the algorithm doesn't show it to mm. anyone and so simply you need to flip the switch on your thinking with that mm. and this is literally what I did so writing those 3,000 word blog posts and then into the podcast and basically adding value on social media yes. is the way that you do it and connection. So a little bit of the behind the scenes and storytelling and it is just consistently doing that and that is all I have done for two and a half years. There's other things in there as well yeah. and we can talk about that but <laughs> that is the short answer. But I think, you know, that engagement is also really important. I remember seeing, you know, we're uh, in a number of different groups together such as like Minor Bitches yes. Drinking Wine <laughs> and I would see that you're always, you know, quite vocal and you're commenting on other people's posts and putting your own posts in there. So I think commenting in groups was a really great one for you too. Yeah, so there's two different – so when it comes to social, there's two different ways that you can um, grow the things that you do on your own platform which is like your own content which is adding value mm -hmm. and creating connection but if you just stay on your own Instagram account you could be creating like the best content in the world but nobody's ever going to see it right yeah. so um, there's what you're doing on your own channels and then You've actually got to get off your own channels. <laughs> it's similar to like, you know, when you're dating and you're like, oh, okay, maybe if I just like sit on the couch and wait for Mr. Right, he might yeah. knock on my door. Um, it doesn't happen, right? No. So you've actually got to go out to the bar and you've got to meet people and it's similar with social media. You've yeah. got to, you know, it's what you're doing on your own channels and then it's actually going out and proactively finding those people mm. where they are on social. So it might be in Facebook groups, it might be, you know, with um, Facebook advertising, it might be um, collaborating with similar but non-competing businesses. Yes. Um, but that's the two-pronged mm. approach. I, I love mm. that. And I think, you know, it's quite interesting because... When we have a look at your social media, we do see a lot of yourself on there, which I think is is really nice. And you know, obviously, recently you've just had a baby, yes. so you've you've got you've got baby Jimmy, and I think you know you've been featuring a lot more of Julian on there as well, and yep. sort of showing a lot more of behind the scenes instead of kind of this. Initially, when you started, it was all really about you, and oh. I think you know even to you. Two years from when we started to now, I think how what audience wants from social media is different. Whereas totally different. There was kind of like a facade up, and yep. whereas now I feel like you've really dropped that, and you're showcasing the real you. A hundred percent. So for the first year, and I actually think that that contributed to the slower growth. I think mm -hmm. there's always like a hockey stick effect. So mm -hmm. you know you will have that slow growth to begin with, and then it kind of goes up, but. With that said, I did not post a picture of myself on my social media accounts for the first year. <laughs> and then I got a professional shoot done. And the first time I put a 
picture up of myself and then I had something, I can't even remember what the caption was, but it was still to this day, it is the most engaged with <laughs> post I've ever had because wow. I think people are like, we want to see the person behind the account. Yeah. We want to know who this person is. And I think that's just gotten more and more important. Mm. So I think that especially if you're a personal brand, so if you're a real estate agent, <laughs> you are a personal brand, it's so important to, um, because there's two reasons that people work with you, right? Yeah. Because you know your stuff and because they like you mm. as a person. And so if there's two, um, and this is the same for any service-based business. So say there's two lawyers, right? And you're trying to decide who to work with. Mm. It's almost a given that they know their stuff. So it's mm. almost a given that they're going to be able to get the result for you, you mm. would hope. But the differentiator between those two lawyers is, do I like this yeah. person more than this person? And so that's literally the reason why I'm comfortable showing a little bit about my family, a little bit about Jimmy. And you you have to be comfortable with where the line is for yeah. you, right? Exactly. Um, a little bit of Julian. He loves that he's like a little bit of a star on my social media <laughs> account now. He doesn't have his own Instagram. So whenever I post a picture, he grabs my Instagram and he's like, how many likes is this one going to get? <laughs> he's a sweetie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the reason why. And it's because it's so important when yeah. you're a personal brand. But I think it's it's quite interesting because in real estate, we see one of two things typically happen, particularly on social media accounts. And we're going to really delve into this a little bit later in the podcast. But, you know, we see um, agents who actually don't post about themselves at all and it's just basically all about the properties which is really no personal connection yep. or then it's all about themselves yeah. <laughs> so it's one of the, totally. the two different but I think you know there needs to be a bit of a, a balance there and you know going back to when we worked together I, I remember sitting actually close to what three years ago now um, in my apartment in Tenerife not far from here yeah and we were basically doing the social media strategy and we we're coming up with like what my hashtag was going to be. And you're actually the one that came up with the hashtag build your build best, your best life. life. Yes. <laughs> and look at it now. It's like you've created like this massive kind of monster. I bet you never thought it was going to go this, <laughs> this far. It, but, so but, you cool. know, you've also really built your best life. So you moved from Brisbane to, to Burley to living on the, the Sunshine Coast. And essentially you've kind of created this life of freedom where you don't have to work in a corporate kind of role and you're not necessarily under the pump and you've been able to have a, a child and have some freedom. So how have you been able to achieve this? So when I first started, I started off with services. So I was managing social media accounts and what I found was I was um, finding two things. Number one, I went from having one boss to having five bosses. <laughs> and number two, I found that people were price shopping me. So mm. I had this situation and social media is so competitive. Mm. There are a million people out there that are going like to manage real your social media, right? Yeah. Exactly the same <laughs> as real estate. And so in the absence of any other like reason for differentiation, you will always compete on price. Yeah. And so what I was finding is people were coming to me and they were saying, what are your rates? Mm. And if I wasn't the cheapest, they wouldn't go with me. Yeah. And so I was getting the wrong And you weren't the clients. cheapest. I wasn't the cheapest. No. And I never wanted to be that. But what I was missing was the personal brand mm. that allowed me, because I knew that I knew my stuff, right? Mm. And I knew that I was without, I don't, there's a lot of very low barrier to entry same as real estate yeah. but there's a lot of people that don't have the marketing experience behind yes. social media and I knew that I had that and I could charge um, more but other people couldn't see that yes so the difference for me was building the personal brand yes. and so um, all of that is to say literally from there I kind of went okay so um, I need to be able to differentiate myself I need to prove that um, 
I'm valuable enough to do this. And so I need to build my own personal brand. Mm -hmm. And so that was really the podcast was a huge part of that. Um, the value and connection piece on social media yes. and really kind of putting myself out there. Mm. And from there... Which was hard for you because really that hard. didn't come naturally for it you, does it? doesn't come naturally no. to me. Like I'm not a show person. I'm not the sort of person that is the most confident or outgoing person in the room. It's never, ever been me. Well, you're more behind the scenes and you're a support and it's all about the marketing totally. and then stepping out yep. in front. That would have been quite nerve-wracking. 100%. Yeah. Even though, you know, like I'm recording my podcast in my walk-in wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> It's to a lot of people, yeah. right? And so it's really putting yourself out there. Well, 200,000 so, downloads, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's really like I remember the first day my podcast came out and I looked on the Apple iTunes charts and it was number two under Tim Ferriss. And I was like, this is not even a real thing. What the hell? And I was like asking everyone else to check theirs and I was like, maybe it's just mine. I don't really understand what's going on. And so it was really putting myself out there, right? Mm. And so... The happy benefit of doing that mm. is that it has allowed me to build the business I want. And yep. so that has gone from me personally, everyone is completely different and like what it looks like for you is completely different to what it yes. looks like for me to anyone, right? Mm. But for me, what I wanted, I love the teaching element and mm. so I love teaching people about social media. I also love the idea of digital products. Yep. And so from building my personal brand, I got to the point with my services that I was booked out. My yep. prices were at the limit of what they could be and I had kind of hit the ceiling. Mm. And so for me, it was like moving into digital products, yep. which then allowed me to not have to kind of see clients in person which yep. allowed me to live where I want which has allowed me to sell as many courses as I want which has retired my partner which he absolutely <laughs> loves which is you know which yeah. is really amazing um but it's all come off the bat of having a personal brand of building a celebrity profile yeah but I also saw you know in addition to that which I think you've done unbelievably well which is why we've got this kind of cult following I think that there is a lot of systems and structures in the back end with totally. you which probably comes from being a solicitor yep. and I think for a lot of real estate agents that doesn't necessarily come naturally no. like we're always chasing like the the sale or the problem or whatever yeah. sort of the nice new shiny thing that's kind of catching yeah. our attention so I think putting that systems and structure is has been massive for you um, and I know you pretty much have a system for everything don't you <laughs> but I never ever did so and I think this is the thing like mm. when you are somebody that's like a visionary and so real estate agents so my parents were real estate agents I've got a lot of friends that are real estate agents I was in it for years I know the real estate persona yes and so it's that person that is always chasing the sale and leaving this trail of organization organizational chaos behind <laughs> them, <Totally> right? true. <laughs> and so I actually was that which mm. um might be surprising because I find that surprising because yeah, yeah. I saw that you were super organized yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's something that I actually had to Worked learn harder. as well but mm. what I realized is that I can't actually um, get to where I want to go without having systems and processes in place so for yeah. me what it looks like is documenting absolutely everything in my business and you would know you've got mm. my podcasting yeah. kind of blueprint there's a step-by-step -step for everything that I do yes and so um it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg is what you see, which is the personal brand, yes. but underneath what's making it run is systems, processes, sales funnels, all of that sort of thing. Nobody sees that. They no. just see this kind of sexy personal brand part. <laughs> yeah. But really all the hard work. I think the other thing that you really did to create this free life was, I think, putting some boundaries into place too. Mm. So, um, like, I would just know if I was contacting you about doing, let's say, a strategy, like, I yep. wouldn't expect to get an answer back, like, immediately straight away. I yeah. think you put that boundary in, into how to do deal with me and, and doing business and anyone who knows me knows that I'm a total pusher <laughs> so you know I think just um 
creating those boundaries and saying no sometimes. Yeah. Uh, did you find that that was a difficult thing to put into place? It is because I'm a yes person. Mm. So I like obviously pleasing people. And I think a lot of people are in that boat. Yes. And I think when you first start a business, you want to please people because mm. you want to um, do a good job, yeah. basically, because you're starting out in your business and that's kind of where you're at. I actually worked with a designer um, in Canada, and so she's still my designer to this day. But she, when I was working with her, I would email her on a weekend and I'd be like, can you do this or whatever. She would never get back to me until Monday morning mm. at nine o'clock. Um, she was just the ultimate. She was still very, very professional at her job, but you knew what the boundaries were with her. And I almost respected her more for that. Yes. <laughs> and so when... Um, I worked with her, I was like, wow, I need to learn a lot from you because you're still doing an amazing job. Mm. You're still being extremely professional and you're fulfilling and over-delivering on everything that you said that you would do, yeah. but you're not doing it at the detriment to your own personal, personal life. life. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is something that we do as real estate agents. We're always saying yes. And I think it comes naturally to us because yeah. we are service people. So totally. we want to make everyone really happy. But also we have this kind of fear of loss and the fear of losing the, the next listing or the sale or what have you. So we're always like, you know, yes, we'll go out and do it immediately. And sometimes there is obviously totally. time limits on it. But, you know, I think those boundaries are really important. You know, And I think it, it's setting expectations yeah. as well. Like I think people actually like to be led. Mm. And I think that um, if you start to, you know, um, not get back to people until Monday and all of that sort of thing partway into the relationship, it's not going to work out. But if you start off on the right foot and you kind of go, this is this is what working with me is like and mm. this is why it's going to be beneficial for you and it's going to be actually in your interest at the start of the relationship rather than doing it yes. two or three months down the track and they're kind of like, what changed? Yeah. That is the key. Mm. That is what I have found. I think. Totally, mm. yeah. Because if you start doing it further down the track, it's going to be a disaster. The loss, yeah, totally. that's right, and a loss of trust. Yeah, yep. so 100. Really powerful. Well, look, um, well done you on on building your best oh, life and, and living down in Burley. I, I just love <laughs> love watching that, and I hope one day I, I make it down to the beach full time too. Yes. But look, let's get down to the business of real estate and social media because I just don't understand. I think as an industry, we post more than any other. Yeah, we have the least amount of engagement. Why do you think that th that this is the case? Okay, so going back to what we were talking about <laughs> right at the start, I think that real estate agents are the perfect example of not understanding how social media works. Yeah and being very promotional <laughs> and not really thinking about um, what it is that they want to get across. Mm. So at the end of the day, we all want leads yep. and we all want sales. So we want the commission and we also want obviously our vendors to sell their properties. What I think happens is that um, we're almost kind of chomping at the bit to do that and we start at the end with yeah. socials. So um, a lot of what you actually need to do in order to have success on social media, it comes back to the algorithm, right? Mm. So social media algorithms, basically everyone says, oh, the algorithm is against me. I'm not getting reach. I'm not getting any of this stuff. At the end of the day, Facebook and Instagram are businesses. Yep. They rely on advertising and revenue, right? And so they want as many eyeballs on their platforms as possible. Yeah. They're not going to get that unless people are liking what they see on the platforms. And if you're being super salesy, people are going to be turned off. Totally. And I think this is one of the things that I talk a lot about, actually, yep. the fact that when we see real estate agents and we, we look at a typical feed, all we see is really infomercials being totally. sold to yep. or egomaniacs. 100%. And the marketplace 
doesn't want that. Yep. So we need to change our sort of tone of voice and what we're contributing. And yep. I think, you know, it's really powerful what you're talking about here. Hi there, it's me, it's Sherry Stora, and I'm interrupting this interview with a special shout out to my sponsor, List Ready. Now, if you haven't heard of these guys, you need to go and check them out. Head to their website, list-ready.com.au because they are going to change how you look at VPA in this marketplace. And in fact, these guys really are the leading VPA finance solution in Australia. Now, there are a number of common themes that are running right throughout this podcast series, and vendor-paid advertising is most certainly one of them. Now, this is not just because it helps grow an agent's business, but it's really about delivering those exceptional outcomes to our sellers in terms of price and also in terms of timelines. I must admit, I do understand that as an agent, it can often be challenging for an owner to actually find those additional funds to prepare and market their home correctly. And by default, this kind of becomes the agent's issue. So I've always used, you know, VPA finance solutions, but I never really found that overall encompassing kind of right option. That is until I heard about List Ready, and now you know why I'm so excited about them. I guess essentially what they do is they, they look at all costs, whether it be renovating, landscaping, marketing, or staging a home right up to $25,000. It's really simple to use, and in fact, at the listing presentation, you grab your phone and you complete an online application form, which literally takes a minute to complete. And within a couple of minutes, once there's approval, the funds will go directly into your trust account. So this is extremely powerful and important because there's no hidden costs, there's no hidden fees for real estate agents. It's really a service that's been bought out of necessity for agents to help their sellers achieve the best possible prices. And in fact, it is actually ListReady's mission statement to actually provide and be the best value for vendors. So look, if you haven't already, go and check out their website, list-ready.com.au, or alternatively, give them a call on 1300 18. In our industry, we're all about size and the big numbers, right? And so for a long time, when people are being introduced and talking about social media, it's all about the number of followers, just as I did with you, actually. Yeah. You know, but do you believe that that's important, that it's more about an engaged audience or the size of your following? You know what I'm going to say yes. in response to this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's still something that people get, um, they get distracted by the shiny number. Mm -hmm. And so it comes back to, the popularity contest sometimes that you feel like you need to have and especially with Instagram that little mm. follower number is sitting right at the top of your account you want it to go up and if it's so if if you're getting 15,000 of the right followers yep. all day every day you should go for that right but the way the algorithm works going back to that is that you need to um, basically have people engage with your content so mm. like comment and not all engagements the same so a like is like not too much on the scale comment on instagram saves are really valuable you can get people to save your content share your content great tip. um yeah mm -hmm. and there's actually some good tips for real estate agents around how to get the saves we can talk about <laughs> um but yeah it's so important to have that and so mm -hmm. if you have a whole heap of followers generally there's kind of two or three things i find when there's um somebody that's struggling on social media. Number one, they've got the followers, but they don't have the engagement. And generally that will be that they have the wrong type of followers yes. on their account. So they've attracted people that maybe they're other real estate agents and they're not engaging with you. No. They're just kind of checking you out to see what you're doing, right? Um, 
or you um, have the so you have the following, but you don't have the engagement. You have um, no following, in which mm. case you're not proactively going out to the right people and having them come back to your account, and that's yes. really important as well. Um, so they're kind of the two main ones, but you've just got to make sure that you've got um, the right type of people loving your content, mm. engaging with your content, and therefore it's, it becomes that hockey stick effect. You'll start to attract more people that love your content, that engage with your content, and you'll naturally get the numbers. Yes and quality numbers mm. over quantity. Because I think that's super important. It's one of the things, obviously, that I've been so passionate about with my social media and my accounts that, you know, my numbers may not be the highest ever, mm -hmm. yet they do have really strong engagement. And 100%. I think it's it's no different for an agent in a particular marketplace. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily want to have, you know, thousands upon thousands of, fo of followers. You know, it's really important that you have those people who actually want to do business with mm. you that you can be targeting properties towards, you 100%. know? So you need to know, so this is what it is. So it's actually a step before social media. You need to know like what your niche is. Mm. So you don't want to be a real estate agent in Brisbane. You want to be the specialist for Queenslander homes in Cannon Hill, yes. right? And so there's only a certain number of people that are going to be interested or that have Queenslander homes in Cannon Hill. You're going to hit a limit, right? Yes. Let's say there's 3,000 of those people. Your mission is to get all 3,000 3, of those people <laughs> connected to your account. Yep. If you've done that, you've won. You've yeah. won more than the person down the street that's got 20,000 followers that are all real estate agents looking to check you out, right? Mm. And there is a lot of, you know, real estate social media influencers out there that are in that, you know, unenviable position. It doesn't matter about the number of followers. You just need to make sure that you've got everyone in your niche market yeah. connected to you and you're providing value in their engaging. Well, I think you've just said it there like that is the ah, moment. 100%. So if you need to go back and rewind and listen to that again, please go and do so. <laughs> so look, now we've kind of built a, an audience and we've sort of talked a little bit about that. I mean, how can you then really, you know, liaise with, with people to, I guess, essentially become a listing magnet where people are sort of bringing in listings to you and calling you so that you don't have to go out there and do the cold calls? Yes, the holy grail. So, <laughs> this is what social media is at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So your goal is to um, become an attraction business. Yeah. So rather than the old days of traditional marketing where you would pay a whole heap of money to put up a billboard on Lytton Road where a million people are passing <laughs> by it and it's costing thousands of dollars yeah. and only 2% of those people are your target audience. Correct, yes. And maybe some of those people will call you. And costing thousands upon thousands upon totally. thousands. Totally. But the flip side of that is that now you can use social media to basically become a magnet is mm. the way that I like to say it. Yeah. But it's literally having people come to you mm. rather than you having to do things like put the billboard up or cold prospecting mm. and so the way that you do that is you need to know where your people are yep so um, where they're hanging out on social media and so um, tangible example of that because people are always like well how do I know that yeah. where do I start you know <laughs> um, so a good example is you might run a Facebook ad um, say you're looking to market a property so yes. there's personal brand marketing and then there's vendor marketing so let's say we're talking about vendor marketing mm -hmm. um, you are basically um, running a Facebook ad to people within a kilometre radius of a property that you're looking to sell. Yep. So that is going to cost a whole heap less than putting up a billboard on Lytton Road, right? Yes. But it's all the right people. Correct. And then you're starting to pull them into your funnel. So say, for example, um, they click on that ad. So say 
you go out and you put that Facebook ad to 2,000 people, right? And so 2,000 people within a kilometer of a particular area. Say 50 people click on that particular ad. So the potentially they're interested in that property, right? What you can then do is you can serve what's called a remarketing ad just to those people saying, hey, are you interested in this property? The open home is XYZ time. They're calling you because they're interested yeah. and they're doing it at a fraction of the price of doing something else. And you're not having to pick up the phone and cold call every single person in that particular exactly. area. Exactly. And cold calling, I just don't understand why we're still talking about yeah. it because really, who even has a, a, an actual phone connected to their landline right. at home? Like, so it's yep. just, it's like looking for a needle in a, in a haystack. Yeah. I love this concept. And it's interruption marketing. Totally. I just interrupted you when I said no. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, this is so incredibly important about becoming a listing magnet. And I think that we really need to see social media as a form of prospecting. And yep. for me, it is that important and that powerful so that in my sales manual that comes with the Build Your Best Life coaching program, like it's literally in there every single week. Mm. for agents to create consistency in how they need to do things. Um, and I think what's also quite unique is, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, building this sort of targeted ad in terms of location, but there's also another way that we can be doing this. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I do speak a lot about is about you need to operate two databases. Mm. The first one is your CRM. And the second one is your social media, yeah. because your social media is really a different form of database, mm. right? 100%. So, I mean, Agents who, who don't already have put their database into social media, can you just give us a bit of a walkthrough on why that's important and how they can be targeting ads to those people? To your email database? Yes. Yeah. So this is one of the cool things that you can do. Um, you can basically upload your email database with obviously the consent. So obviously you've gotten their email address mm -hmm. through um, an open home or whatever, and you've got I love consent. the disclaimer. Yes, go yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, like, there's definitely real estate agents that are doing it without. So it is really important, mm. very important that you have that. Um, and then you can upload that into Facebook and then you can basically serve ads to those people. And so they'll basically think you're everywhere. So yes. this is the thing, you want to seem like you're everywhere to the right people. Yes. And so um, you can do that. That's one of the ways you can do it. Upload mm. your email address and then basically serve ads to those people. And generally I would say they would be personal branding ads yes. would be the focus for that. Um, but there's a whole heap of other ways that you can do it mm. as well. One way that you can um, really easily seem like you're everywhere and it's really working at the moment is really value-based short social media videos, square format on Instagram and Facebook. No pitch at all. Yeah. And so you might just literally um, be talking about, say, Cannon Hill. I say this because I used to live in Cannon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> but say Cannon Hill is your farm area, yeah. right? And so you might just be giving really valuable tips about Cannon Hill. Mm. And so the right people, you're serving that just to people in Cannon Hill. They'll start to watch that. Mm. You can build a remarketing audience of people that have watched those videos. Mm. That is another database. Yes. Because then you have that database of people that have watched more than 25% of a video about Cannon and Hill to market yes. to. And so you've got your email database and you've got your video views database. Then you can do things like send Instagram DMs, which yes. is another form of kind of email marketing, I feel like these days. And do you find like that's really gaining traction right now? Yeah. So mm. I feel like what's really valuable, it all goes down in the DMs. <laughs> if you can have a really strong Instagram story strategy. So basically the strategy is you have your short social media videos square yep. on Instagram. They're going out to whoever in Cannon Hill 
millennial, people are clicking, they're coming over and they're following your Instagram account. You then have four to five stories a day where you're basically providing value. Mm -hmm. You're giving people, you know, really practical tips. And then you're never actually selling, but you're just giving people enough of a um, sneak peek that they want to send you a message. Yes. As soon as they do that, then you've kind of got them into a more private environment. You can start to start a conversation with them. And that is where the gold is. Oh, I love that. So, yep. I mean, you're talking a lot here about Instagram and, and stories. I so, am. you know, stories is certainly um, one of the, the big news sort of pull factor because we're seeing a lot more sort of authentic kind of connection between people. Mm-hmm. So is this your platform of choice? I love Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is that, so Instagram's the fastest growing social media platform in the mm. world. There's over a billion users now. Mm. And what I have found is that people are still on Facebook. They kind of mindlessly scroll, but I do feel like it's really, where, um, you know, Facebook was the hot thing a few years ago. I really feel like that's kind of moved to Instagram um, and I do love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that you say that because even myself actually, as as you're talking now, I've realised that probably I'm spending more time on Instagram as opposed to to Facebook. And I don't think it's even just our sort of demographic. I actually think across the board. So generally all social media platforms start um, young and they kind of age up and so and very much Instagram was originally a female skew as well it's really kind of moved into that male so um, I do feel like you need to go where the people are and I feel like at the moment Instagram is really hot yeah Yeah. so I mean we talked a lot before about the content and so forth and about you know you doing photo shoots and so forth so I like I'm just such an advocate for building a content bank and being prepared and being organized with your social media so that you can have a consistent approach so much so that as I mentioned it's it's we've got a weekly calendar in the sales manual but it's also important to build this kind of content bank and the content bank that we're talking about is photography and we're also talking about like blogs and we're also talking about captions and so forth Mm -hmm. and actually thinking in advance because let's face it real estate is such a chaotic business things pop up and then you know, next thing you know, the agent sort of has seen two weeks go by and they haven't posted and oh, they yeah. have this this kind of concept behind it. So, you know, talk with us a little bit about building this kind of content bank and what sort of photo shoots you think agents should be doing. So, and I see this a lot. People yeah. come in, generally what happens is people will go to a conference mm. where everyone's talking about how you need to be on social media. Yeah. And I used to find this when I worked in real estate. So <laughs> there would be a big conference, be ARIC, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody would talk about social media. The day after, I would literally have every real estate agent <laughs> in the company saying, I need to get my social media up. This needs to happen. It needs to happen yesterday. What do you need from me? <laughs> Two weeks later, you get busy. It falls off the agenda and nothing happens, right? Yeah. And so that makes me really sad because if you can stay consistent with it, it's so, so valuable. Yes. So what I recommend doing, and you don't need to, the good thing is two or three years ago, you need to be posting every single day. You needed to really, and it's time consuming, right? It is. So a full-time social media manager has five accounts and that they hit their capacity Mm. so if you think of one fifth of your week being social media you can never actually realistically do that so you need to have little kind of um, hacks to make it easier for you so (laughs) generally what I recommend is starting off with a 90-day launch and promotions calendar so you need to go 
okay, so what are, so say um, January, February, March, what are going to be the key things that you want to launch within this particular period? So you might say, January, it's a slow time to list. I'm really going to kind of like pump up that particular thing. So that is my key message for January. You might have three hot properties really coming on. So whatever it is for you, mm. right? So you have um, a good idea of what your kind of launches are going to be for that 90-day yep. period. Then you have one form of pillar content. So it can either be video yep. or it could be something like a podcast or it could be blog posts, whatever it is. And then you literally produce whatever you can commit to. So yep. maybe it's fortnightly, maybe it's weekly, one piece of pillar content or you outsource it. If you're a real estate agent, generally I find video works well. Mm. Um, and then from there, you literally take pieces of your pillar content and you put it on social media mm. three times a week I think you can kind of commit to get away with yep, yep. Um, and then what I always recommend is having what's called a remarketing ad just running in the background so yeah. rather than having to constantly have new content going out look at what your best most engaged with post was yeah turn that into a remarketing ad and just have that running all the time to anyone that's been on your website or on your Instagram account in the last five days yeah so essentially, you're again becoming this listing magnet totally. where where business is coming to you and you're not having to go out and do the hard yards. You're using the power of the internet to come behind you. Yep. And I think one of the other things that's so important with becoming a, a listing sort of magnet and, and, and this attraction kind of business is also lead capture pages. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know I've been talking a lot on keynotes in the last sort of 12, 18 months about lead capture pages. Yep. And most of the audience are kind of looking at me quite blankly to, to be frank because it's yeah. like, you know, we're so busy in the business of listing and selling real estate that yep. we quite often don't pop our head up to sort of see what other technology we can embrace to work in our businesses. So tell us about lead capture pages, Debbie. So when somebody is searching passively for a property, right? Yep. Generally, they'll be on REA. They'll be searching REA or, or domain, domain. <laughs> REA or domain, yep. and they'll be kind of going through and they'll be, you know, deciding, you know, oh, yeah, this might be the shortlist, yep. right? Or actively searching, you know. Mm. Um, what I recommend, though, as a real estate agent that's marketing a specific property is that you don't just rely on those platforms in order mm. to kind of get traction. So if you want to market a property to the best of your possible ability. Which we do. Yes. yes. You need to look at what people are doing outside of real estate. Mm -hmm. And so generally what you'll do is you'll have a one-page landing page that is the best of the property, so it might have the video on there. It's really a sales page. Yes. And so this is big in online marketing, mm. right? Sales pages for things like digital products. Yep. Have a sales page for your property where you just literally, by the end of that sales page, people just absolutely want in, yes. right? You drive traffic through organic means. You could mm. have it as a link on your Instagram, on your uh, on your Facebook, in LinkedIn, wherever. Also with things like Facebook ads, you drive traffic to that page. Yeah. Now stay with me here. I know that you get this, <laughs> but I know as soon as I say the Facebook pixel, people's eyes glaze over. But you can basically have a little bit of code on there that um, tracks whenever somebody hits that page. Mm. So you market your property leading people to that page. Yes. There is a call to action for people to opt in if they want to find out more information. And generally, rather than giving it all away, give somebody a reason to opt in. Yes. So you might have, you know, maybe it's the floor plan, maybe it's whatever it is. Mm. Um, 
as a reason to opt in. Once people opt in, they get an email with whatever it is that you've been holding back and it's an opportunity for you to contact them. Okay. If they don't actually um, opt in at that point, you've got your little piece of code on there. You have a Facebook ad that tracks them around Facebook mm. and Instagram until they come back and they do. They And you remarket yep. to them, which is, which is beautifully. And I think, you know, what's so interesting is as you're talking, you obviously really get this. Personally, myself, I don't understand how all of this works. Yep. And, you know, just like I don't really understand how electricity works, but I know if I flip <laughs> the switch, it, you know, the lights turn on. And I don't think you need to know it all in order to make it work for you. And I think this is why we do you know we're speaking to you today is because mm. you do have professionals out there who can actually do this for you mm. and engage in it but I think you know one of the biggest fails that I see as agents is that we just go out and we get a social media manager and we think okay this is all done now yeah. and they're just going to basically magically bring all these listings in and when that doesn't happen because there's no engagement and no content that's really been driven to make it personalized mm -hmm. then they go well social media didn't work exactly. um so I mean what what are your sort of thoughts on on this what do you feel that you need or or that you know agencies might need from real estate agents to really create that engagement and that connection yeah so generally I think that it's and the hard thing with social media is it's not necessarily something that you can 100% outsource especially these days especially with the importance of personal branding I think that you can still get there much more slowly if you outsource the right way and you have someone mm. that's very very savvy but I do still think that there's an element of your social media that you need to keep to yourself yeah. because it's that personal connection that you have with people right mm. so if you're going to outsource generally I have a four-part framework and so um there's four things that basically create success on social media. Only one of them is the actual social media. So it's brand. Mm -hmm. and when I say brand, it is what makes you different to every other person yes. in your um, service area. And you just need to reiterate that over and over and over because people don't know just because it's in your head. But I also think agents really struggle with actually knowing why that they're different to their competition. And which if it, you're struggling, yes. <laughs> then how is anyone else correct, going to know? Correct. And then you will ultimately compete on price. And yes. you'll have people coming to you saying, Will you cut your commission? Will you do XYZ? Or will you pay for the pay for the advertising yes. and, and so forth? Yes. And this is something that's so common and you just need to find your edge and your point of difference in your marketplace. Oh, so, so important. Totally agree. So that's number one. So that's number one. So in the brand kind of bucket which is number one it is point of difference it is your brand personality so what are three words that you want to really encapsulate who you are mm. and so this is where some real estate agents go wrong and that ego thing comes out yeah do you want people that um you know you're selling the properties of to know or to think of you as somebody that um is flashing your latest watch or mm. your brand new car or that sort of thing that's not the perception that you kind of I, I would guess, no. want to get across. And so you need to go, what are three words that are going to sum up who I am as a person and who I want my vendors to think I am? Mm. So you need to write those things down. Um, and then you need to kind of um, actually encapsulate that into your um, videos, your captions and your images on social media. So that is something you need to do yourself. If you're going to outsource, you need to have that kind of work done before you ever outsource. Yes. So that's really important. And that can be good for things like having a consistent tone on yes. your social media, having, um, you know, a consistent look and feel, all of that sort of thing, which is really important. Social media and content yep. is the second pillar. So making sure that um, you've got pillar content, so key content that's really adding value mm. and you're showing the behind the scenes of what it is that you do. And you really do need to take ownership of a certain percentage of that. Yep. Um, then this is where people go wrong. So this is um, 
So that's the brand side of what yes. you do. Then the business end. So the brand <laughs> side is almost like the iceberg sticking out. <laughs> Underneath, you need to have what is called a simple sales funnel, which mm. is a path for taking people that have hit your social media account on the personal brand side into your ecosystem. And yep. so it might be an automated series of emails. It might be... And that's the part that your so that your is, manager is actually taking care this of. This is the part that you can mm. outsource. Yes. So this is the gold. You need to have this in place before you do all of the other stuff. You can yep. outsource this stuff because yes. this is a tech stuff that isn't your zone of genius, Correct. right? Yeah. But you need to have it. Mm. You need to have a simple sales funnel. So um, for marketing yourself and then consistently for marketing every single property. Yeah. So for example, you might have as a sales funnel for every single property you list, you have a landing page, which is a replicatable sales page yep. that literally you just put all the bits in for every new property. And then on the... So that should be in your VPA, right? Yeah, It should be in your marketing schedules when you yes. go and, and sit down a listing presentation with yep. your sellers. And it's not you that's doing it. It's somebody else that's doing it. Set it up once so yep. you outsource it and then you can have, you know, your personal assistant or whoever actually going in and doing it each time but then what happens after that so they've left their details you might then have a second page that's like thanks for leaving those details would you like me to xyz so you just need to map out what the customer journey is mm. but that can be outsourced the yes design. and then the final part is traffic so brand social media uh, sales funnel <laughs> and traffic. So yeah. how are you going to drive people to all of this stuff? Because there's no point having it all set up if it's just sitting there That's and right. nobody's seeing it. And that is the biggest frustration that people have. I'm putting all this work into it. I've got 200 followers and not engaging and I don't know what's going on. So well, I think that's, a, that's the thing about our industry. We have been collecting data for so long and not engaging. Yeah. So here is like literally society has changed and we need to do things a little bit differently too. So I think really? that's super powerful. Thank you so much for explaining that because I think it's just overwhelming to a lot of agents. And, and certainly, you know, we want to make sure that everyone's aware of this, but we also want to make sure that this is practical and implementable and you can go out and sort of take care of it straight away yeah. and actually have some knowledge so when you're sitting in front of somebody to engage you know as social media manager that they're actually going to be the right person you know what you need to do you know what they need to do a hundred percent yeah so and I think also too you know talking about building this personal um brand within a within a brand I think is is incredibly powerful and something that we don't quite often see agents do because we just leave it up to our agencies and our franchises yeah. and I think you know it needs to be the responsibility of the agent at the end of the day we're responsible for our income it's our commission but you know um, we are seeing now today that you know a younger sort of um greener agent into the marketplace can come out and have more market dominance mm. than a career agent who might have been there for 10, 15 plus years. So, you know, um, it's really important to embrace this because you are going to be left behind, correct? So important. <laughs> and it's actually really interesting, I think, the lay of the landscape at the moment. Mm. It's not just real estate, but it's mm. people that are coming in and they understand the importance of differentiating yourself from every other real estate agent in your yep. business. Because the thing is, so say somebody goes, to XYZ agency, right? And nobody's, so, and then there's 10 agents within that agency. So if you're just resting on the laurels of XYZ agency to do all of the marketing, then they're going to be happy to go with any of the agents within that yeah. agency. So you literally need to do everything that that agency is doing to promote themselves. For you. To promote you. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And if you do that, then you'll stand out above every other person in there. Mm. And that's by niching, so knowing what it is that is your unique thing. Yes. Um, and by 
the connection side, yes. which is getting people to like you by sharing things that um, traditionally you wouldn't have shared when you were advertising yourself five years ago. No, it's completely different. Yeah. And what society wants from uh, individuals and business is completely different as well. Yeah. But I think, you know, on that point, it's really important that you dominate digital, but you also need to dominate, you know, the letterbox and you need to dominate the marketplace as well in terms of being seen out there in, um, in public. And I know for you, with what you've built with your brand, you know, obviously predominantly what you've done has been social media, but there have been other things that you've been doing. Like I've noticed that you've been doing a lot more um, speaking. I think you're just away speaking yeah. over, over the, the weekend and you've been on television, you've been doing a lot of PR and so forth. So, I mean, tell us about this secondary side to support the social media in building your profile. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, um, so a lot of people say to me, how did you build your social media? So some of what I did has to do with social media yes. and going out to proactively go to Facebook groups and to Facebook ads and collaborating with other people on social media. But a lot of it actually, the flow and the halo effect of what I've done with things like guest podcasting and speaking, mm. guest podcasting is gold. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking yeah. and um, all of those other kind of PR, all of those yes. other kind of personal brand building things has had the halo effect on mm. the social media. So I think that it all kind of works together and there's um there's a lot to be said for the warmth of audiences when you do things like speaking mm. and guest podcasting and other people are introducing you to an audience it builds edifying you, you. Totally. yeah it builds you as the go-to person and it builds you as somebody that somebody else already trusts mm. and the halo effect of that is so so powerful like i just so personally um, the speaking event that I did last week, for example, mm. like literally from that, I had people saying, okay, great. Where do I buy your course? Where do I sign up? I want to do it yesterday. Yeah. You wouldn't have that if you're going out to a cold audience on a Facebook ad, right? So Because it's the, not trusted. Now it's trusted. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So mm. it's so, so powerful. And so um, from that speaking event, I got 600 new Instagram followers you know <laughs> so it's all kind of like it's all because two weeks ago I looked at you had 14.3 thousand followers and now you're 15.6 yeah. like in two weeks I'm like what is this woman so, doing literally speaking. the difference is one speaking event and two guest podcasts and Impressive. so that is the, the and so that is the okay mm. so that's the power with social media of number one letting people know about your social media mm. profile so I didn't go to that speaking event and not say that I had an Instagram account yeah I said my Instagram Stevie says social I'd love it if you guys follow me yes. you know so you've actually got to tell people what you want them to do. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of the flow on effect. It's, it's a full on ecosystem. Mm. So you need to proactively go to wherever your people are. Are they at an event? Are they wherever they are? And you need to bring them back into your little sphere <laughs> where you can start to provide value to them. So yeah. that's kind of the two prongs. So very powerful. Yeah. Well, I think let's talk a little bit about your courses because hashtags aren't the answer um, <laughs> yes. is, is the name of one of your courses which I have I have done and I, I think quite often agents we're so busy that we don't have time to do courses but totally. you know there is so much value in this particularly when it's a bit unknown and the yep. world is kind of changing it's really important to embrace that so tell us a little bit about your course so the course is very much, and I actually do find this as well. So a lot of people that buy the course actually buy it for their PA or somebody to yes, actually implement yes, it. So yeah. by the end, and the good thing about it is it's literally every template you need to go in and kind of mm. implement it yourself. But it also has the thinking that you need to do it as yeah. well, because I think a lot of people just outsource it to, you know, their um, <laughs> PA and kind of go go with it, and they don't have the understanding. You know, and they, then they don't value it, so you can't 
can't put the time in the in in your support staff sort of day yep. to actually implement this. Because, and that is something actually yeah. in the course you really need to have KPIs behind what it is that you're doing. Like mm. so, uh, you're not just going on social media for social media's sake. What is the outcome here? Yeah. You know, like in the next ninety days, I actually want to get a hundred new subscribers from what I'm doing with my Facebook ads, for mm -hmm. example. What do I need to do to do that? Okay, so I know that in order to this is getting a bit technical, but to get a lead, it's yeah. three dollars a lead. Therefore, I need to spend three hundred dollars to get a hundred leads in yes. the next ninety days. So it can be as specific as that, right? Yeah. So. The course is basically going through that four-part strategy. So brands, social media, having a funnel, and then having the traffic so yes. that you've got the whole ecosystem set up. And then it's just making new goals every 90 days for what you're going to do. Oh, I love that. Look, I really love the course. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're taking value, which I know that you are, um, jump on and have a look at, at Stevie's course. Where can we find you, Stevie? Stevie says social.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice and sort of simple. So tell us, you know, what is next for you in your business? Very exciting. Um, I know that we have chatted about this a little bit <laughs> offline, but I am very much kind of moving from social media is still kind of the backbone of what I do, but I'm actually really passionate about what um, I have done in my business has allowed me to do personally. And I know we talked a little bit about moving to the coast and all of that sort of thing in the business model I have. Yeah. So really kind of moving into helping people build a personal brand through things like podcasting and all mm. of the things that we've talked about <laughs> and then monetizing it through uh, online courses mm. and having that kind of whole ecosystem. And honestly, even when I think about it, I'm so passionate about it because I know um, what it's done for me yeah. and how impactful it can be when people know how to go in and do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I just think that for me personally, I, ha as I said earlier, you know, I'm just such a mega fan and I'm so grateful, you know, for your support in my business. And I know that at times our businesses have kind of crisscrossed in, in different ways, but even just in terms of putting this podcast together, you know, to sit down and do some strategy with you, which I know is not sort of something that you do a lot of, but I'm just so incredibly grateful. And, you know, I'm just really blessed to not only call you a friend, but also somebody who's made a massive difference in my business. Aww, so thank you, thank you so much. And Likewise, yeah. without fangirling over each other. <laughs> but I think it is so cool. We started at the same time. Yeah. It's, such a, um, it's so nice to have good friends in business. I agree. I agree. And it can be a very lonely journey. So it's nice to sort of talk talk about that. So, so look, thank you so much for joining us today, Stevie. I think we have covered a lot. We've talked a lot about, you know, having the courage to go out and, you know, follow your heart and find your own journey and to sort of take the plunge. We've talked a lot about the practicality of, you know, social media and some actual things that you can do to, to market properties, which I think is really important, how you can create and how you can engage with your, your audience. So, um, so look, you've been a tremendous guest, Stevie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. So an interesting podcast today, and not just because it's all about social media and leveling up and how we can really be using this platform as a prospecting tool in our arsenal as power agents, but also just hearing Stevie's story about business ownership and, um, and the, the highs and the lows of that too. So massive thank you to, to Stevie for coming and joining us today. I'd also like to thank my sponsor, List Ready, who without their support, my dreams of, of starting this podcast simply would never have become a reality. So massive, massive thank you. But look, let's talk about the next episode. And essentially, we're going to be talking about vendor paid advertising and how we can use it to ensure that we get a premium price every single time. We're going to talk about those tough conversations that you need to have and what specifically you need to say. We'll talk about what digital, social media and print publications you need to be using and how you can 
secure VPA when your sellers simply have no funds. So we're going to use this as a tool to really build your personal brand. But look, in a fortnight, tune in because my interview is a unique one. It's actually with Clay Howes, who is an economist, and he is the CEO and the founder of ListReady. He has a truly remarkable story, and I can't wait to share it all with you. He truly is an entrepreneur and an innovator, and he's really about providing high-tech solutions for real estate agents and for sellers. So look, if you are keen to build your best life by harnessing your real estate career, by implement proven sales systems and structures, by leveraging your listings and your results, by building your own celebrity brand and building your own team while working less and making more profit, then be sure to subscribe to this podcast because we go live every single Tuesday. So if you did miss out on the quarter two intake of the Build Your Best Life coaching program and success manual, sign up for quarter three now because we have sold out the last two seasons. Now, this platform is my foundational program and it's something that I have been working with and since 2012 and been using with my agents since 2017. It comes with a success manual full of templates, monthly, weekly, you know, daily and quarterly. But on top of all of that, it also comes with a series of webinars and live coaching forums. So if you want more information, you can head to sherrysora.com forward slash BYBL. And remember, if you love a freebie, I'm giving one of those away as a part of this podcast series. All you need to do is head to sherrystora.com forward slash level up where you can download this Excel spreadsheet that will personally calculate what targets you need to need to aim towards to have a stellar quarter. Once you've set your GCI, this Excel spreadsheet will then personalize and work out how many properties you need to list sell and how many listing presentations you need to do in order to hit your goals. So if you want that freebie, go to sherrystory.com forward slash level up to download it today. And of course, if you'd like access to any of the transcripts, find the social media handles or any other information that has been shared throughout this podcast, then you need to go to sherrystory.com forward slash the number 14. Thanks so much for tuning in.